Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. We're here with Bolo. Uh, Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Mm. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season 14, episode 1500 <laughs> something. So let's raise a glass or a bottle. and start spilling GNT podcast. Clank. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the only RuPaul. Drag Race podcast You should be listening to the podcast that gives it to you live What does that mean? It means that we watch the episode once straight away Uh And we just stop it And then we conversate Just say talk Talk just as, and then we talk and then we resume talk resume and then we release it. It goes, it goes to the world. It goes it takes to on you. Its own life. Okay, so that's why it comes out so quickly mm-hmm. because we want to get in there fast. We avoid spoilers. We don't want anyone's opinion to dilute our own. This is because we're incredibly suggestible. Absolutely, so we could not possibly hold our own opinion and hear somebody else's. There it is. <laughs> it's not possible. It doesn't happen. So that's how we do it. Yeah, and that's what we do here, and um, we use Tom's psychiatrist, whatever yes. that means. Well, we've and both got our lens. We're both super fans. We've both got lenses through which we see yeah. the show. You with your performance background, me with my mental ah, health work. Ah. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm acting. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't Angie do that? That is, you know, that is a snatch game that we shan't talk about. No, okay, you it's know, gone now. They, they talk about the the missing season. This is the missing snatch game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a snatch game that we just we don't talk about. Oh, just something I heard the other day. Um. And it didn't did, did even occur to us at the time. Season 12 did not have a reading challenge. And apparently, the girls will not talk about it. The what? Season, none of the girls will talk about why there's no reading challenge. I think I saw it on a... Oh, um, no. Are you serious? Yeah. I think I saw it on a Mira Mangle video. I do dip into Mira from time to time because I think she's a very, very good YouTuber. I thought that the reading challenge was replaced with that whole... Remember they had to promote that, that certain product? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then they, they, they kind the of... kind of frenemies thing, Yeah, and then they kind of used it as a way to read um the other queen. Well, They're re- like, was it... Oh, like they were trying to validate her win because was that the face of the first win or mm. the second win or was it the third win yeah. or the no win do you remember that <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I thought that they were using that as a different way of doing the reading challenge but was it actually a reading challenge that was not aired reading between Ooh. the lines probably Sherry won it and then they didn't air it and they're not allowed to talk about it <laughs> probably probably you know okay cool Um, so if I ever do, and I will, if I yeah. ever do go to a drag show that has a season 12 girl on there, because they always do a question moment, remember? Yeah, the Last yeah, time yeah. we went to Bob and Monet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came to Manchester. We went to watch Bob and Monet, and then they had like, if, if you want to yeah. ask a question, line up. So mm. I went, because I was very curious. Yeah. So I went and lined up, and I asked the question. Yes. I said, um, there was an obvious winner for the lip sync, and uh-huh. the people are talking about it. You know, a lot of the cast, the crew that were there, a lot of the drag queens know that in the final lip sync between Trinity and Bob uh-huh. there was an obvious winner that everyone was Trinity talking about Monet. yeah tr- oh, sorry Trinity <laughs> Monet um, who was that winner and then Monet was like uh, it was obviously me <laughs> no and, and, she, and she was she went on about yeah. how she was she you know she she whipped the Trinity's <laughs> she she whipped her ass like she she won that lip sync hands down so I swear to God if there is another opportunity for me to ask a season 12 a question, queen a question, that will be it. 
Well, speaking of Monet and Trinity, we have had some leaked pictures this week. So anybody who doesn't want spoilers about an upcoming certain, you know, very anticipated season. Yes. Turn off- skip, skip now to five minutes and 30 seconds. So we've got that long. So you've about. got. A minute 20, go. Okay. Okay, go. Well, there were leaked photos um, from what looked like the promo shoot for um, the All Winners season, and it basically confirmed the rumoured cast. The only one who wasn't there, I guess it was because they looked like they'd been taken off. Who was in it? Well, there was Monet and Trinity, so it's going to be a really fun and interesting dynamic. There was Jinx, fantastic. Oh, Raja, a real fave of ours from the early seasons. Um, There was Shay and Jade Ressence Hall. And um, the Vivian, the Vivian. I keep on forgetting the Viv because she's not an American girl. But I'm so excited to see the Viv, who's such an all-round, multi-talented, gorgeous, glamorous queen, compete with like these real behemoths. Bring it home, Vivian. Bring oh, it home, please, Vivian. Viv. Do it. The only one who was missing from the heavily rumored cast was Evie Oddly, because there seems to be an emphasis on more recent winners. For me, this is. Jinx Monsoon and the Vivians to lose. The, in, in the, well, do you know what? They're all great all-rounders when you look at them. Shay's fantastic. She brings it to every runway. She won her Snatch Game on the second season. She was a powerhouse in, in, in season nine. I'll be honest. I feel Miss Cracker could have, should have won that all stars that Shay was in. I do, I do agree. I have that rewatched it. She actually it. had the better yeah, points. Yeah, I've rewatched yeah. it, and I actually feel Miss Cracker could have won that season. It, you know, but that season to me, and this, and I'm going to say this with confirmation from some of the queens and all stars. Was a five. Mm-hmm. Um, other queens have said it. Um, specifically, Alexis Mateo. Mm-hmm. They have said the season was. For Shay. So people were too scared to do anything bad to Shay. Yeah, it was a bit like All Stars 2, feeling like it was very much for Alaska and that kind of thing. Not to discredit their wins, but, you know, Cracker did have a fantastic scorecard as well. Um, I think it's easy to forget what an amazing all-rounder Jada is as well. You know, she won a ball. She was fantastic in the Madonna Rusa call. Um, just a real all-round talented girl. Yeah. Remember, remember how she she went from Beyonce to Luther Vandross? <laughs> In um, that final <laughs> musical, let's not forget it. Let's not forget not it. Not necessarily the best vocals, <laughs> yeah. but that's like the one chink in her armor. Yeah. You know? She, could, she probably worked on it. She's probably working on it. She, she could go up an octave, hopefully. She naturally has a high voice. It's so strange. So I don't yeah. understand how she went from speaking like, you know, like this, I'm Jada Essence Hall. Yeah. She went from there. I'm Jada Essence Hall. From the now when we're burning my heart. <laughs> For this queer fascination. Oh. <laughs> Barry White in I the was, house. I was like, boots. girl. I was like, oh, I mean, that that is impressive. That yeah. load note was impressive. Definitely. Jinx wants to an all-rounder. Vivian's an all-rounder. I mean, the Snatch game is going to be iconic. Jinx, the only thing she could be criticized for on her original season was her makeup, run, makeup and runway. Yeah. Um, but even then, she always had a concept. She always had a character. She always looked fun. Um, you know, she just needs to up her polish. And she's so, we've seen Jinx live since then. And she's so beautiful. Even up close, she is beautiful. She is just a an honestly pure entertainer. Oh, she's the best. She, she really is. She is just always on. Yeah. She 
on. Wow, on. listen to me. <laughs> on. She's always on. She's such a good... I don't know. that. Um, Something just happened because um, I went really low as Luther Vandross. So yeah. my, my vocals are really trying to like... Compensate. Um, yeah, oh, like gosh. now they're trying to like, you know, unglue themselves. Well, take a sip. Yeah. Because um, absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> is the carpet comfortable? <laughs> um, enough about all stars. I'm yes. gonna do a Kenya Michaels. Back in, you the know. Room. Back in the room. Um, do you know what? I received a lovely review. We did, and we of did. course, when you give us lovely reviews, we need to 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 brag about it. Well, this is really lovely. It's from Nikki. And I don't know how many sevens are here. There's a lot of sevens after their seven. name. Seven. <laughs> seven. 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 Go on. <laughs> thank you very much for that uh, maybe that is nikki's reference there so nikki from the united states thank you so much for this lovely um review um favorite drag race pod at this point i think i get more excited to hear them talk about the episodes than to watch the actual episodes themselves <laughs> that's so incredibly sweet thank you well nikki. let it be written <laughs> t-shirts lovely. coming out soon mugs as well i have heard a, a couple of people have told me that you know because wow presents plus let's face it is prohibitive because it's it means paying for another streaming service when people already pay for Netflix or whatever else. And Netflix is just up their fees as I well. Know. So why would anyone want to buy another streaming service? Yes. So it is prohibitive for people. I know people who are really big fans of Drag Race who just can't do it. And it's a real shame. Um, but um, yeah, I've heard them say that they'll still keep up with some of the international seasons by listening to our podcast. I just think that's really, really lovely. It is lovely. Yeah. Thoughts are very wise. Oh, absolutely. We're very wisdomous. Because you'll hear the only opinion that matters. You don't need yeah. to see the episode. You can just listen to the podcast and with that information, talk to someone who has seen the episode uh, yeah. and they would believe that you've seen it. And they'd also be like, wow, your opinions are amazing. <laughs> are you a psychiatrist and a performer? <laughs> You're just, you're just, you're just an all-rounder. Your insights are just <laughs> stunning. I'm sorry. <laughs> but these medical terms that you're combining with a parable ray and, <laughs> and a grand jeté, you know, talking about psych psychosis. I mean, people are you that party trick right there. You're very welcome. Look, we are now on episode God knows it what is twelve, it? isn't it? Episode twelve. Tom, can I can I just remind you mm -hmm. that this is the same season that held June Jambalaya. It's so so. Who was who was the the queen that you um got um shadow banned for, on Instagram? Oh, uh, Alyssa Hunter. Because this is the, also the same season that had Alyssa Hunter. Just to explain to our listeners, I used a pun because I posted her Mugler inspired leopard look, and I I used a joke they use on Drag Race all the time for the for the headline of it. What did I say? It was um uh tigers, big cats are dangerous, but a little pussy never hurt anyone, and. Tom got shadow banned. I did. I did. So I had to go back and alter that. And then likes picked up again. Oh. Not but can you believe... Likes aren't everything, though. This likes aren't everything, Tom, Yeah. 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 They are now. They're not anything now that you're getting them again. But when you weren't getting the likes, Tom was like, oh, I'm done for. I'm done for. I'm quitting. I'm over. Yeah. I'm cancelled. I'm cancelled. But this is the same season that had... Alyssa, Alyssa June, and June. Maddie no, Morphosis. Just, just pause. Can Maddie you, who? Can you believe it? Well, we're only just, we're only down to the halfway point with the girls. We started off with 14 and we've got seven left now. Only seven girls have left this competition. We're on episode 12. <laughs> what? And there's still a golden chocolate bar. Oh. I mean, I mean, I'm. I, that is the vibe online. There's a lot of people who say they're tired with the season and stuff. I just love it. The more Drag Race, the better for me. I don't tend to get much of a sense of fatigue from Drag Race. A lot of people do, and I validate that. That's fine. That's your experience. But I just love it. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, Jan. Why not? Sure, Jan. But this is that same season, so we're now going on to Rusicals. Rusicals. We is all it- love a Rusical. Let's just have... We'll watch the first part, as we always do, and then we'll conversate. Can I just ask you a question before we go into it? Yes. Least favourite Rusical. My least favourite Rusical. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um... Oh, um, Trump. No, the farmer rusical. I would have picked the one farmer rusical. Both were or Trump poorly conceived, confusing, and the girls' good performances got lost in the bad writing. What good performances? Uh, in Trump rusical in particular, there were some great ones. I remember Sugarcane was great. Nina West was great. Silky got the win in the end, which was a bit kind of like mm, she's just being silky, and she's there for five minutes being Oprah, or well, one minute even. Um. I don't know. Sorry, I don't rate Farmer anything Farmer I barely remember the performance. Vixen won that one. It was, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. Those are the two least memorable. And Definitely. it wasn't because of the queens. Absolutely It not. was because of the music. It was because of the staging. It was because of the, 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 the really lack of character development and the yeah. whole thing. It was just incomprehensible. Yeah, it was exactly. Really hard it to was follow. just... It was yeah. So no fault of the queens. Yeah. The whole fault of the writing and the in in the totally. lyrics and the music. So totally. let's get into the episode. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go. So uh, the queens are back in the room. Uh-huh. Just to recap, we've just had the Lala Perusical lip sync extravaganza. Yes, God to the heavens. Oh, Mama Okur. <laughs> House down boots. House down boots. House, we just had that go on. They're coming in. We had to say bye to Jasmine Kennedy, who I will repeat and nothing's changed from last week did not lose any lip sync besides probably that last one i thought it was such a strong episode for lip sync performances and i'll i said it last week and i'll say it again nobody like proper proper lost like nobody was terrible we disagree a little bit on some of the victories because i preferred for example dyer's delivery during respect than Jasmine's, but it doesn't diminish her as a performer. She was still amazing. And for example, in Bosco versus Tom, Jasmine. In, in the words of Bosco, that's a bold statement. <laughs> well, um, I, speaking of Bosco, I, th- I, you know, for me, she won the swept away lip sync as well because of her sensuality. And there's just something about a performance that captured the essence of the song. But, but Jasmine, she's fantastic. She's got a great career ahead of her. Yeah, um, but just to repeat, she didn't lose any of those musicals, those lip syncs, probably only for Bosco, but even that was like, <clears throat> d- depends on your preference. Anyway, she left a, for what I think is a shady, <laughs> it was shady. message it was shady. on the mirror. She uh-huh. said, Angie, Deja, Georges, you better go all the way. And I was like, rude. Girls have done that before. Who was it who said, um, somebody, oh, somebody, they have. somebody, 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 true friends forever. I think it was Kenny Michaels. Um, there are a lot of queens who have, queens done, have that. done that. But um, I mean, do you remember the one where it was like, um, I left here with the three H's, honesty, oh integrity, <laughs> and her respect. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Um, honesty, heart, um, harassment, um <laughs> Hirsutism. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. And these are my three values. <laughs> and I, um, I'm i walking away with them. Uh, the, the, the philosopher and then we found Indy out, Farrow. And then we found out she lied. Can you believe that? I'm, she looked dead into Shay's eyes and said, 
I promise you, I am not lying. And on that stage, she called out. And then on her departure, she's like, I wasn't lying to you. And I can leave here with the three H's. And then she got called out four for lying. Four H's, dear. Four H's. Heart is definitely one of them. The last one is heart. Okay. That's her honesty, integrity. Yeah. Hirsutism and heart. Um, India Fair is a philosopher. She really, really is. Oh, that was, uh, yeah. But um, I mean, the the mirror messages have been like a way. You know, that's her last way of like casting like a little bit of shade. Like, you know what? Before I leave, mm-hmm. I want to say what's in my mind. I'm ready for these girls. All of the other bitches say shit. Your shit. Your <laughs> runway shit. Your book signing shit. Your makeup shit. Your shit. <laughs> I say your shit. Go okay, Mariah, Tatiana, your shit. Go the Mariah Balenciaga route and just be shady and just say congratulations to the person you think is getting a push. Remember she put congratulations Raja and the producers erased that and like can we just be like if they weren't if there was nothing there that was pushing Raja they would have just left it but exactly. obviously they're like <gasps> she's seen behind <gasps> she's the cra- curtain she's she's better than Sasha Bell yeah, she's cracked she's the code she's cracked the code, <laughs> she's cracked the code. Uh, anyway so we find out today is the um, Mamulan Rue Mamulan Mamulan Rue Mamulan Rue it's the Mulan Rue musical. yeah okay so it's a musical this week um, you asked me which is the worst musicals musicals which is your favourites? Madonna. Madonna the musical. I do stand by that. And it's not just a subject matter. Because I do think it was actually a really wonderful tribute to HRH Madge. Um, but the performances were fantastic. Um, even some of the girls who weren't in the top three did amazingly well. I mean, obviously, Jan and Gigi stand out. But I think Jada was in top three, wasn't she? And she so deserved it because she reeked of sensuality. She was amazing as erotica era Madonna. Widow, like... Maybe her vocals weren't on point, but her swag and her performance were fantastic for music here in Madonna. Just like, it was really, really hard to say. Again, it was a musical where a lot of people did well, although the British should not have been in the bottom. It should have been Jackie. Jackie Cox. British should not have been anywhere near the bottom. Jackie Cox was saved. Jackie just chose the wrong role, I think. She should never have been Virgin Madonna. It's not her. I don't rate that musical at all. That's very strange to me, but go off, sis. The only one I know, the only one who deserved any, like, when I look back at musicals that I want to listen to, that's not one of them. The only thing I remember from that one is the, I want to rule the world. world. That's the only thing I remember. And then I remember Gigi's performance, not the singing. Mm -hmm. So I don't rate it at all. (laughs) I remember Britta with them. God bless the gays, LGBT. Well, then I think Britta was probably the second best vocalist performer. Oh, she was so good with her vocal. And they chucked her in the bottom for just like one bit where she was off with the the dance steps or something. There is someone on that team that has it against New York queens who are popular. For uh, example, Britta and season 14's um, Fire Engine, Tina Turner. 13. T- t- season 13's Tina Burner. Yes. Yeah. Our favorite fire engine. Those someone has it against it because even Tina Bruno was in the bottom for that musical. She was amazing. She was a, a perfect narrator. They yeah. said she stopped lip syncing for like half a second. But it was so it was what? A vi- she did a visual gag where she adjusted her hat, smirked, and dropped dead. And that was the gag. It, it was like it's not that like landed she for- her in the bottom three. It, it's not like she forgot to keep lip syncing with her vocals that were really good. I mean, her vibrato. Her vibrato was yeah, it's a bit funny, but still very very good. Log and sign on with your <laughs> email. <laughs> you look swell. <laughs> but even then, I thought it was kind of like it was, it was a fun reference to cabaret. 
anyway. she was amazing. Okay, I yeah. mean that that musical for me was good. I remember. Um, well, can you move? If you wanna find her, work a flick for my phone. It's like, why do they give her the song with all the S's when she's got a lift? I know, and they gave her that wig that kept flopping about in her face. I'm a professor. <laughs> she was a man. So when I, I mean, Rose was she was a standout. A standout. She deserved that there. Um, just, we had um, Olivia Lux. Great vocals. Yeah. Everyone likes my face, face, Facebooking post. Oh, and also Denali and Gottmik. Oh my god, Denali's performance was just exactly like those villains on a cartoon. Very that she was amazing. And Gottmik being able to to keep up with her. Yes. Yes. That was a very good rusical. I mean, we can't forget the whole Rue rusical. That was amazing. The one season six. Oh yeah, that was so good. That was amazing. And all the Lano. That was actually one of the few where it was actual live vocals. Nothing was pre-recorded. So they deserve extra props. Well, there was also live vocals for um, season 10. Uh, Sure. Right. But I think they, both of them then deserve extra props. Where Monet was done dirty. Monet was done Monet should have won. She was amazing. Now, Barlow is pointing at me for (laughs) emphasis here, but I believe you. I'm not the enemy here. I agree. Yeah, Monet was done dirty there. Monet was amazing. Cultural appropriation. That wasn't even a word. (laughs) I mean, that was great. That was great. Monet not only embodied Cher, she had the best... Um, vocals and she was very funny. Yeah, it it was the the Cameron Michaels push that that, that gave Cameron the win. Yeah, same as Monet actually won the lip sync against Cameron the, the a couple of weeks later as well. It's just, I mean, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on let's just but, yeah. yeah. From what we know of the girls, who do we think is going to do well? Well, I guess one thing that sticks out in my mind is we don't really know if vocals are going to be recorded or not. Actually, let, let's do this. Let's break it down into who are the singers. The singers, Which, in my opinion, were the girls who are left. Mm-hmm. A lady Camden, yeah, and maybe Diabetti. Diabetti just doesn't know. Yeah. Well, also, Deja said she wasn't a good singer. Then actually was. No. So okay. So th- for me, the singers is Lady Camden. Maybe just Lady Camden, or maybe Lady Camden Diabetti. The next one is who can hold a note, and that's Deja Sky and Angie. Angie, yeah, Angie can hold. They a- can hold a note. Willow as well. Willow and Bosco. No, 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 no. No. no Willow and Bosco and Georges. I will put in that cannot sing. Georges is the one who had to talk throughout the girl group challenge. Girl, she's so bad at singing, they made her talk. They Well, I will say they gave her the talking role. They gifted her the talking role. Because they also could have gifted it to Jasmine Kennedy. But they made her sing. But they made her sing. <laughs> and Poor Jasmine. Oh, Lord. They, oh, no. I what know. was that song they were in the group? It was Diabetes, Georges, and Jasmine. They were the, what was their song? Uh, baby. It was something Baby. Na 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 oh, yeah. na na, we'll fall in love. Yeah. Na 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 na. And the very talky verses. Um. So yeah, I guess kind of. But then, okay, so we really don't know. Although Leland being there that we saw in the clip suggests that they are going to lay down some vocals. So we'll see. What about kind of the the, the movers? The, the move, dan- Georges is obviously for me that I can break this into dancers and movers mm-hmm. because in auditions. When they for the, when there's auditions in the real world, they ask for singers, 
and then or they ask for dancers. Yeah. If they want a singer who can move, they'll say a singer who can move. Mm-hmm. So they call you movers. They they won't say okay. singers. Because they, you, if you you're have not a full on triple yeah, threat, yeah, they want you. They want a singer who can move. So and here I want to be like, who are the dancers and who are the movers? For me, the dancers are Georges, Deja Sky, and Lady Camden. Lady Camden is a great yeah. dancer. Yeah. The movers is Diabetes, Angie Bosco, and, and Willow. <sighs> Pill. Now I'm I'm confused with Willow Pill because Willow Pill is a very talented and amazing choreographer. The choreography for oh. the Shangri La's was so so good, and she did it very well. So she didn't just choreograph it. I thought she moved very well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. Bosco's a mover too, isn't she? Because again, yeah. she, she, you know, in her lip sync, she travelled the stage. She was sensual. Yeah, I still think she's a mover more than the dancer. Mm. Than the dancer. The other thing as well is like, which of the girls who are good at characterization and have stage presence? I think Daya's very good at that. Dia Betty. Because that's, oh, exa- that's exactly what she did in the girl group challenge. Yeah, Betty is very music theatre in the face. If Willow gets the right role, I expect good things from her for characterization as well, because she's so funny and a great little actress. Yeah. Um, so... From these, the girls have to choose their own roles. Mm. So Now, this leads to a little bit of drama. A little bit. This <laughs> leads to the drama. The it, drama of the episode. What? It's good to see, though. Like, I know it wasn't a pleasant thing for the girls to go through this, but, like, it, it's interesting viewing. It's it is. interesting viewing. Um, so, should we just have a little rundown of who wanted what and what they got? Well, yeah, but first of all, there was two ways that they went about it. It was um, the courteous versus the shotgun period, <laughs> meaning the um, people were like, oh, you know, who wants this role? I'll take it. Okay, maybe you'll be great in that role. Versus someone was like, I want this role, full stop, period, done. And I'm walking away. Who was most guilty of that? Diabetes. <laughs> and we love diabetes. Diabetes was just like, I'm having, I'm having, uh, which one was it? Uniqueness. So there we go. Nobody argued with her. Everyone's like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Daya. Thanks for contributing. Um, Deja was very assertive. And she said, because she won the Snatch game, she deserves to choose. But she did say also, and this is true, she's the one who is the team player in the 60s girl group challenge because she did not want to be part of the Runettes, but she took it. But, you know, like, she won. Deja was like, I won the Snatch game. Um, let me have nerve. And I'm like, you know what? You have nerve. <laughs> Take it. You have nerve you it. for using that win. Bitch, yeah. you didn't lip sync last week. You had a whole free episode and you still think that you are your owed a favor? She caught up on her sleep. I would yeah, exactly. She caught up she caught up on emails. Yeah, yeah. She followed up on clients. Yeah, she return. was she was booking gigs. Mm-hmm. Hey yeah, I'm currently in the season fourteen cast list. <laughs> I've got a day off here. Um are you looking for any queens? <laughs> she she did it. She booked Pride for New York, she booked Pride she for said London. To the producers, can I can I just have my phone for a day? Is that okay? Yeah, she 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 yeah. did the whole thing. And now mm. she's like, and now she's like, okay, I also get first dibs. Girl, you got nerve. And she wanted nerve. And so I'm like, you know nerve. what? You get nerve because yeah. it taketh nerve to, to, do, to do, nerve. do take nerve. Um, Georges. Now, so Georges is hell bent on getting talent. Talent. You don't think I have talent? Yeah. Well, no, first of all, let's go to Angie. Angie wanted Green Fairy in talent. And then she backs down on both of them. But because, well, she backed down on Green Fairy because Willow's like, I think I'm more Green Fairy than you. And I do I, and see it, that. Is, it, is, it is much more. Yeah, so I agree. Let's just think about the roles of Green Fairy, because this is Moulin Rouge. Green yeah. Fairy is basically Kylie Minogue's little cameo, isn't it? As the absinthe fairy. Confession, Tom. Yeah. I've never seen Moulin Rouge. Da, da, da. I've only seen the movie once. Um, 
Although my best friend Aaron is obsessed with it. He loves it. It's one of his favorite musicals. My, the only thing I know about Moulin Rouge is, um, you know, the little Kim, Christina Aguilera, Maya. Well, that's interesting because... Now, I do wonder if that's going to be incorporated in some way because Georges says Talon is very ex-Tina. So we've got, we've got three roles here that are definitely from the film. We've got Mama Z, who is um, like based on the owner of Moulin Rouge, the kind of like ringmaster guy. Saltine, which is uh, Satine, which is the Nicole Kidman role. Yeah. Which the, is what? The lead. Well, she's like a burlesque performer who everybody falls in love with. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then... Um, this makes this makes sense now after why, after some people, why are going people are for fighting, yeah. what Bosco was fighting for. Okay. She, she, she's the female lead. Um, everybody falls in love with her. She's a burlesque performance, but she's ooh, a bit complicated as well. And then Green Fairy is going to be like a fun cameo, a fun magical cameo, because it's Kylie Minogue as an absinthe fairy. Um, so Willow will do great at that, I think. Do you remember the time we had absinthe at the... Um uh, oh yeah, we had the absent. Ab- what, what was the name of there? So I we went finish it. We went to um, a the Oracle, the Oracle, and Pro- as, one of our favourites. Really, it's, we it's actually a really interesting um, place in Liverpool where um, it, there is a door mm-hmm. along the street an with a door. with a an unmarked with, with a lamp in front, and that's how you know what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> There's a lamp in the front, mm-hmm. and you don't know. It just looks like. You don't even. It doesn't look like a bar or anything. It's just a door with a with a lamp in front. So you have to knock on the door, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Hello, welcome," and then they take you in, and then they lead you up the, up the stairs into this lovely nineteen sixties. Oh no, it's it's more more like period. I think it's more kind of like oh nineteen sixties period. No, I think I think it's a bit more kind. Of, I think their emphasis is more sort of like interwar. Fine, whatever. Yeah, they, it was in that area, and it's just like wow. There was magicians there, and then they make you these really fascinating lovely majestic cocktails really you know and we had absinthe and i don't remember anything after after the after the absinthe well absinthe is like the strongest liqueur isn't it it's like 70 percent i was there are different there are different strengths i was like i I, don't remember anything after the absinthe. i think i was fortunate because i didn't really enjoy the absinthe so you didn't drink it and i was drinking that like i don't know why you're i don't know why everyone talks about this being so poisonous so toxic (laughs) and then (laughs) i woke up in my bed and i'm like how did I, I get, get home? home? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, how did yeah. I get... Anyway, Green Fury, as you were. <laughs> so yeah, that's so, Willow. But not a cameo. And then the, the Mama Z is going to be kind of like the narrator or something, I think, okay. because he's like the owner of Moulin Rouge. Now, the other ones, Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve and Talent, it just makes me wonder if there will be a link to the Moulin Rouge song and video, be- just because George just mentioned Xtina and there's four roles. So it, yeah. could, it could be... A Christi- you mean the Lady Marmalade? Yeah, yeah. It could be Christina... Pink, Maya, Lil' Kim. Mm. Right? Okay. Maybe. I don't I don't know, Tom. I don't know. Um, but she gives up on Green Fairy because of Willow. And then she also gave up on talent because Georgia's wanted talent. So Angie is being a bit too compromising here. And she's, she's been a, a bit sweet too, gal, Angie. Yeah, she's been a bit too accommodating. So she takes charisma because no one else wanted it. And she says that basically, like, what? what Jan said, didn't she? It was like, kind of like, remember Jan was like, fine, I'll just sing my tits off. But no, Angie, no, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't that. She settled. Yeah. She yeah. literally just settled. She but like, she fine. said, I'm going to do what Angie does. I'm a performer. I'm an entertainer. Now, I think, I'll tell you who does that. Yeah. It's the Bosco versus the Lady Camden. On the left here, we have Bosco, the burlesque performer. On the right here, we have Lady Camden, who is a 
professional ballet dancer ballet. who did cruise. And she does have like a musical theater sensibility about her, I yeah. think. Yeah. Now this became a moment. Oh, it was a moment. Oh, it was several moments. Both of them really wanted it. Bosco was like, I am sex on legs. <laughs> she was she was basically saying, That's me. I am I am a British performer. And now that you told me what Saltine is, mm. for me it makes definitely makes sense that Bosco wanted it. But Lady Camden playing on the um feedback from Michelle Visage mm-hmm. was like, I need to stop being safe. I need to stop being quiet. I need a role that really screams something. And mm. I think she found that in this character. So Lady Camden wasn't backing down either um and then lady camden was um, the lady camden was like well you know i beat you in that lip sync and Mm -hmm. so it shows that i can do the romance Mm -hmm. yeah i went there (laughs) and then bosco was like but would you have beaten me in that sex lip sync that i won against um, jasmine Mm -hmm. and she's like uh yeah yeah, that's a bold opinion (laughs) it's okay to be wrong sometimes i really enjoy it because it's fun and shady but we do get to the point where feelings start to get hurt, I think. Yeah, Bosco's clever. Bosco went, look, she she went, she she she's very clever. She mm. found another route. She goes, Well, I can't do the other role, and I think mm. that you can. And then Lady Camden was like, Yeah, I know I can do both, but I don't think it's fair for you to try to sway me that way. It's very smart Which I felt very that was very good for Lady Camden to, to say. Because that's when like other queens in the past, like Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan is taking on roles and then she's like, No, I want this role, but then they're like, But you'll kill it, you'll kill this other I role. And then Jan was Jan like, you, you know what? I'll sing my tits off. Which one did Jan want, actually? Can't remember now. She'd have been great in any role, though. But that's true. Like, I do think it was smart. And I can really see Lady Camden really trying her best to assert herself. Now, Bosco, I think, does have a natural, cool assertiveness about her, even though she's also got a chill vibe at times. Um, Bosco has the most to prove this episode because Bosco is a front runner because she um, has two wins. wins, Also, she's the one coming off worst from last week. She was poor in Snatch Game and... She um, was the last one to be saved, or to save herself, I should say, in the lip sync smackdown. Um, Camden did a bit better, and he had to lip sync, what, twice? Three times? Twice. So, um, but, like, I really feel for Camden, because I can tell that it's probably, you know, if we're talking in cat terms, there's maybe a bit of a trap that she falls into sometimes, that she really, really, she's a people pleaser, she's a sweet person, uh, but it can lead to her being f- feeling a bit squelched and like crushed by other people at times. So she tries to assert herself and that's what she's really, really trying to do here. Um, and then obviously she she is not successful in this because it goes to a vote and everything. And her feeling, her feeling, this is the first time we've seen her angry all season, I think. And I think it's because she feels really, really crushed by the weight of other people when she's trying to assert herself. And she knows it's something that she struggles with. So that's why she's taking it quite hard. She does take it really hard. She gets quite upset and she says, fuck you all and walks off basically, doesn't she? You can really see her in her feelings. I mean, they did a vote where I felt like it would have been a bit more appropriate for them to do an audition. Yeah, it's so much fairer to do that. Like, why didn't they do that? Because it was actually a really entertaining moment on season 13. Because I would find that for me, a vote is more personal than if we were to do an audition. Mm. I would have preferred an audition and people have, I would have, I would have been happier to lose to an audition than to have lost to a group of peers picking between me and someone else. Leave the deciding vote to poor little Willow as well. 
Or Diabetes made sure of that. Diabetes is so funny in this. She's oh, you so got to love her. Point. We need to protect her at all costs. She's just a very, very protect diabetes shady track at all costs. And then what what I think is the loveliest moment actually is Angie going over to Camden. And I, you can tell from previous episodes that they have quite a close friendship. And you could see Camden feeling a bit wounded when Angie kind of went for Bosco saying that she thought that her reasoning was that she thought Camden could do the other role. And you could see Camden feeling a bit wounded. But then Angie cheers her up and says in all sincerity, like, you know, I didn't get my, my favorite role either. But I know that you can do this and you'll perform it to the best of your ability. And they have a really sweet moment. Yeah. Misery loves company. <laughs> well, you know, it sets up the episode interestingly now because, you know, Bosco is either, you know, when somebody really fights for a role, they either crash and burn or they're successful. Let's have a look. There's no in between. Let's go to the rehearsals. We've gone all the way. We've just seen the Mexi stage actual performance. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we had to the rehearsals. There's been a little bit of a workroom chatter. Very but we've, um, today. we've seen the, the final product mm. of the Moulin Rouge, the Rusical. First thing I want to say is this. Miguel Zarati is the choreographer. Yeah. And I um, he is one of the choreographers I... I look up to mm-hmm. I've always loved Miguel when he was here before I let everyone know that yeah. Miguel is such a good choreographer the way that he teaches his classes um, his movement his vision his execution mm. he is just he really is one of the best choreographers of our time. If you don't know who wow. Miguel Zarati is, you need to look him up. He is amazing. He seems to keep it fun and light for the girls as well. There's no kind of like, well, you're going to fail type well, crap, yeah, well, he's, you know? he's really good. Yeah. Now, I mean, also I want to say that, you know, these girls, as we have seen, have been talking about, oh, you know, RuPaul keeps saying that this is one of the strongest casts. And then the Snatch Game happened. Mm-hmm. RuPaul keeps saying it's one of the strongest casts. And then they gave them a, a rusical without mm-hmm. singing. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. we, we found out that they're not singing, they're lip-singing. So for the second week in a row, it's a lip-sync extravaganza. Lip-sync performance thing. And we can speculate. I we, we, We've said it before, I think. Speak your heart, Tom. I'm going to speak my heart. Speak it. When the girls don't have to lay down vocals, there's probably a reason for it. And it's probably producer and storyline driven. And there's probably a girl in the cast who's not very good at singing, who they want to see at least be safe. So or who, maybe even who be would benefit from a rusical where it's all about performance and not singing? Well, Rue's little favourite, Georges. Our five foot two little princess. She is a princess and she's a little firecracker, but she can't sing. I just She can feel, talk. She can talk beautifully. I just feel like um for um, like don't call it a rusical. Can we come up with another name for it? Like, don't say that this is a rusical because yeah. the music should be from the people on stage. That's mm-hmm. what I... Even if they record it beforehand, like they did for Canada's Drag Race, the um the the music yes. the rusical, even if they record beforehand, at least it's their vocals that they're lip syncing to. Mm-hmm. I got a trick up my sleeve. <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> 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 coming, coming. Oh my gosh. She lives, and you she lives never on forever. Saw in our it coming. <laughs> Here's another one, and you didn't see it coming. No, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> didn't see it coming. It was a gift that kept giving. 
that wagon even yeah even you can i'll allow you to call it a musical if it's still their vocals but when they when it's a track that they just have to dance and move lips to it's not a musical yeah it's it's a little bit less than but let's let's move this is a performance standard this is a performance challenge so we've got to focus on the dance ability and their kind of acting and charisma really haven't we so should we go through girl by girl yeah and also i would Georges would never recover from what she said in the work room. <laughs> well, she said music theater is so annoying to me. I, mean... I like you're on. First of all, there are so many gays watching yeah. the show. You you saying that you you just came for music theater, the place where ninety percent of the gays found solace in yes. the the place that a lot of the gays invest in, the place where you know that's where we found our community. Wow. People found safety mm-hmm. in in the arts and music theater, and you want to come for us, girl. Georges. I think she knew she was being a little bit naughty and mischievous there, I think. Don't. Don't you dare. Keep you know what? There's some things you should keep to yourself, and that is one of them. Music theatre saves gay lives. It does really does. It saves gay lives. It really, really does. Okay, that's you cannot say that. I she will never recover from this. She'll never recover. She would never recover from this. From what she did today. Yeah. Now, moving on. Let's let's talk about the actual Moulin Rouge. Now, let's be honest. Tom and I have only seen this just now, just once. So, um, if we missed anything, we're sorry. But we only mm. watched it once. We're going to report on what we saw this one time. It's going to come from our gut. Yeah, from really, our really gut is. feeling. Now, it's an unusually long musical, actually. There's it was. A, there's a full storyline. I want to just say that... I really enjoyed the music. Yeah. I loved the mashup. I heard a lot of my favorites. A lot of like, mm-hmm. I heard Lucky. Yes. Um, L-U-C-K-Y, baby, come on. Pussy on fire. You know I, I heard thinking? that. I what? heard Adrenaline. Yeah. I heard um, um, uh, Call Me Mother. Yeah. There were so many of the favorites that I heard mashed up in the style of Moulin Rouge. So I want to give Leland his props because the mix as a whole for me i enjoyed it so much i just hope that bb zahara gets like a few quid in terms of royalty yeah. checks because we did hear ratatata they they did everything sing sing song bing bing bong yes they had it all everything was in there it was great so very, the very music good. of it i loved yeah now i want to talk about the choreography the choreography was i i knew the minute that they announced Miguel Zerati, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be clean. I knew it was going to be of the time. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be able to be easily synchronized. It wasn't going to be too difficult to sabotage the queens. Mm-hmm. He is so picture perfect with his choreography. It is so clean. It, it, everything, every movement blends into the next. It makes sense. Yeah, that's, so that's Miguel's choreography, and I loved it. Mm. The choreography was amazing. Now. Let's talk about the queens. Okay, yes. we, we talked about the, the the staging, the the music, the choreography. Now let's focus on on the queens. Mm-hmm. That's what's my one one. for me. There's a clear winner, and me I'm too. just going to say, we say it? three, two, one, three, lady, two, one, Lady, lady Camden. <laughs> Tom, you suck. You would never do well in a dance class. Be like, five, six. Who started on seven? <laughs> Who started on seven? It's five, six, seven, eight. Why is Tom halfway through the dance? Yeah. 
Lady Camden was her army. We know she's a dancer. What we found out as well is that she is a versatile performer. Yeah. She played the MC mischievous narrator so character good. so well. Yeah. Not just not just her movement was perfection, but if you just cut off her body and just mm-hmm. watched her face, her performance through the face yes. was just it was perfection. She told the story beautifully. She acted with every bit yeah. of her body. I loved how she reflected, like, because um, she was told to give it, like, a little bit more grit, a little bit more androgyny. And she was like, okay, well, I'll channel, I'll channel my Freddy character because I did really well that week. And I think that was really well. I, yeah. I think it's really clever that she did that because she found it. Lady Camden, for me, was the standout. She's kind of she had shoulders. She is, yeah, yeah, she is the winner this week. Period. Definitely, definitely. Period. I, she could come out smiling and wearing a diaper and she'd still win. Yeah. 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 Um, if her runway sucks is what I'm talking about. Let's talk. So, so who else Who else for you were the front runners? Um, who else? I really enjoyed Willow's little cameo. That It felt like a cameo because she was only in one bit and she didn't come in until much later. And I thought she was really, really fun. Lots of character. There's a lot of focus on her, you know, and she had to do a lot of choreo. I really enjoyed Willow. Okay. But I'm a Willow stan. Yeah. Unfortunately, for me, for, for you, me, for you, um, Willow's movement for me didn't really catch my eye until halfway through that specific choreography where she had to go faster mm. um because uh, if, if you haven't seen it because you know some people just listen to us and they'll watch the show <laughs> let me explain to you uh, uh willow pell does a dance sequence but then she has to do it over and over again but as but then it goes faster mm-hmm. when it started to get faster and it was more about the character and the dance combined mm-hmm. that's when i was like yes willow but in the beginning her movements for me weren't sinking as well with the background dancers. Okay. okay. It was it just wasn't as strong. Um and yeah, it, it just wasn't completely there for me. But she found her groove. Okay. And when she found it, it's always good. Yeah. When when Willow finds something, she she's an ace. She's a she's a gold star. Yeah. I just didn't it wasn't a gold star from the get go, is all I wanna say. So from for Willow. Who then were your other standouts then? My other standouts would be, I really felt like it was the Lady Camden show. It really, really was. We're going to have to try and look a little bit past Lady Camden, just think who else could be in the top. Because I think it's going to be really hard to pick a bottom this week. Because um, I, I think, do think, I think the charisma, solid. uniqueness, nerve and talent girls were amazing. Yeah. They, I mean... Uh, they were really when good. she when Di, when Deja came out with the girls she and that very on the good. leash, yeah. I was like, "You better get it." Lil Kim attitude. Yeah. yeah. When I saw, so we were right. It was basically Lil Kim, Maya, Christina, yeah. and Pink. Dia did Pink amazingly Daya well. Really Dia is me. very good. Dia is is a performer. This is a good role for Dia, and I understood why she went for it because again, the whole differentiation from Crystal Method mission. She's embracing her more punky, grungy side, and you've always said pink is the epitome of punk isn't she she is she's rock and roll she created punk <laughs> pink created punk S- screw malcolm mclaren and rock and roll screw the sex pistols screw vivian westwood pink created punk yes um 
but yeah, she. Um, I thought also on the topic, Pink is one of the most underrated vocalists, she's not performers. Good. Everyone knows that she's an amazing performance performer. Everyone knows that she's a great star. People need to realize Pink is also a freaking phenomenal vocalist. She really is, yeah. Like people don't hear it, but her range is so good. They hear that rasp and her her vocals, and it's because it's not as clear as some other girls they mm. think that she can't go high and carry a high key pink's voice is just so special yeah it, it can go high she she has the range she has she the has, range. The range. She has the range she's got the range she's wonderful yeah um so yeah they were all really great um to us it seems like maybe deja and dia stood out just a little more maybe from that quartet let's speak of georges and angie oh georges was good too georges was doing georges but she did have that christina in Mula, in um lady marmalade vibe about her you know the the pouting and the posing that she does in her sequence in the video i thought that was really really good she gave it some sensuality her her dance moves were amazing and Angie, Angie, I felt like maybe it's because like I always thought in in um, Lady Marmalade, Maya kind of had the least well developed character in that video, and that's who Angie was being. Really, I I understood Maya's character very well. Well, there you go. It's probably just about coming from different places. Yeah, I think Maya was Maya was six. Ta- on legs. Tell On legs. <laughs> Maya was. She was that sexy girl oh, she was who opened the show. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think Maya had a clear spot there. I think mm-hmm. um, Angie wasn't... Re- for me, from what I felt and saw, Angie was amazing. But if we have to start looking at this and go, okay, who are my bottoms? Mm. Unfortunately, there was something about Angie's performance that it didn't... The character didn't suit her. Yeah, I and do she didn't that. sit well in that character, um, and and for and for that re- and I think I can't because we've only seen her once. So forgive me for saying this, but I think at times she was probably like a half a t or a quarter of a beat off okay. from some of the other girls in there in the Christmas Unit's Nervous Talent, the the Cunt, the Cunt girls. Sometimes she was a little bit off. I don't know. I don't know if that's just bad memory but she didn't sell her role as strongly as dia georges and asia and we are splitting hairs we, aren't we? oh my god we're, we're absolutely yeah. splitting hairs because aquaria is fab. a queen but i think yeah there was just something in there that was like you can tell she didn't choose the role you can tell that yeah. the role was given to her because when you choose a role you see yourself in that role and so you and so there's comfort in and sitting well in that role she was given a role so instead of just sitting in that role and being her herself she had to sit in that role and try to be someone else mm-hmm. um where maybe she she didn't feel that she had that character in her so then she had to act where other girls who chose the roles didn't need to act they needed to amplify who they already were to be the character yes, they and not find better, yeah they yeah. didn't have to try to find that person where yeah, i felt I, like I what you mean. Yeah, yeah so she had to find that and i could i could sense and feel it a bit she was not bad no no not she just all. wasn't sitting comfortably as the other queens were and since they chose their roles and were already comfortable in it instead of trying to be someone they were just trying to be themselves but bigger and better in that role unfortunately and angie suffered a little bit because of that yes okay i mean interestingly we've not talked about the leading lady yet bosco what did you think of bosco 
Oh, Bosco was um was beautiful. Yes, she beautiful. was b- b- beautiful. beautiful. Um, I don't know why they were fighting over that role. Um, I if I saw the cast, if I saw the roles and saw what was um expected of each character in that role i would have gone for the lady cameron character interesting that for me was the lead that's not the first time this has happened though girls sometimes fight over the lead because she's got the most lines and the assumption is that she'll hog the spotlight and she'll get the most attention but the lead role is often far too vanilla to make truly exciting for example the canada's drag race um cynthia kiss cynthia's character chose that very sweet um lee character but she she there was no ebbs and flow with her performance it was just one note and it wasn't special one of the best vocals we've ever heard in a rusical by the way yeah but she still didn't make top three did she no she was just safe because that lead role just wasn't strong enough whereas Kendall Gender went actually for the role that was probably more akin to Camden's role in this and you know got to have more fun oh, she with was it. Amazing in that Another role. good case of that I think is Rats the Rusical as Tina. As Tina went for the same thing. She yeah. went for that kind of no she she the went lead, for that lead the, the role vanilla that was, lead. The, but then was like who who are you where are you I can't hear you I can't see you. There wasn't yet a lot for her to do with that exactly. despite her talent. Um, but I, I did like how Bosco gave like plenty of comedic flourishes. I think she did the kind of allergies thing very well. Um, I liked when doing the absinthe fairy sequence to close ups with her, like squinting and looking drunk were very, very funny. Oh, they were great. So great I, actor. Great, great yeah, acting. There. Really, really good. So I, I think Bosco's up there as well. It's so, so hard. Actually, I'm really, really struggling to know who's apart from Camden winning, like hands down. I don't really know who else is going to be top and bottom. Neither. For me, it's a clear winner, yeah. Lady Camden, the, and I. For me personally, from what I saw, um, the bottoms were just who weren't as good. They weren't bad. The bottoms were just who was who was who was at the end of mm. the amazing list. Who didn't shine quite queens. as bright. And for me, it was Ingeria and Willow. Just for me, I I kind I I capitulate to your expertise when it comes to Willow, and I know that I'm biased when it comes to Willow. No, the the judges were laughing their ass off. They loved her. Mm. That's just me. Um, I don't know who else. Like, because I think let's have, look. Let's have a quick look at the runway and then make our final thoughts. Oh, I'm not interested in the runway. Okay, well then, what's our final thoughts? <laughs> no, because no, I I'm, I'm happy to skip the runway. What are our final thoughts? Then we'll go straight to that. The um, lip sync after this. Don't do that. Yeah, well, don't try me. <laughs> don't try me. The runway category is Mirror Mirror. So if I was one of these queens, I would have came in Kennedy Davenport's All-Stars entry look. And you would have looked amazing. And I would have With been... that little kind of nuclear cloud on top and everything. Yeah, yeah but it was like kind of reflective, reflective. Mm. What would you... Straight away, you hear Mirror Mirror. What are your thoughts? Uh, mirror Mirror, Snow White, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. The evil queen, do something yeah. with that. Um also, I don't know, like mirror ball kind of 70s disco studio 54 oh, wow. as well, like okay. mirror ball, yeah. you know? Yeah. Something like that, because they are gays after all. Was there someone on, um, on Canada who did like a mirror um, halfway through their face and it was a reflection? There was a reflection of them? 
I would have thought something like that and as it well. Was beautifully, yeah. I can only think that it was Pythia. Was it Gia or Pythia? I don't know. Pythia is the one who does things like that. There was something like that. Anyway, let's get onto the the category is Mirror Mirror. First up, we got Lady Camden. Talk to me. So Lady Camden comes out. Now it's really interesting because she carries on the androgynous vibe for the rest of the episode because she's in this kind of. It's almost like a like a little sort of prince charming kind of mask femme. Uh, androgynous presentation and i really enjoy it actually she says that her um, inspiration i think it's a children's book um called the little prince um and you know there's all these star embellishments it's really fun the vibe i get from it like there was this thing in the in the, like early 90s where they kind of like reference black and white movies and silent movies in their own kind of 90s lens. And it gives me that vibe. Like Shakespeare's sister did it a lot. Very kind of like man in the moon. Very kind of angelic. A little bit Mugler maybe. A little okay. bit Mugler. I'm getting an alien-esque, shimmery shooting star coming from the galaxy kind of the headpiece like is a little bit super villain isn't it with you know, the kind of coming here to find goku yes and, and, super saiyan yeah that's mm. I'm, I'm getting that very very evil but glamorous villain type freezer's child that kind of thing yes yeah, yeah that's what i'm getting but uh, the, you know what girl if i was you lady camden i would have found the ugliest thing in my wardrobe and i don't care if it made sense i would have worn it because there is no way you can't win this week i really like her makeup she switched it's it's very kind of um again gives me this kind of like you know the pinched lip and stuff is very kind of like silent movie very soft very soft do we tick or flick this tick that's a tick it's a it's absolutely next up we got basco so now okay okay i'm gonna just say something Mm -hmm. bosco has been wearing the same silhouette every single week. Every time she steps out on that goddamn stage. Tom, you come on. Come well, what on. I will say is at least this time it's a, it's a proper fashion reference. Yeah, it's the same thing she wore last week, but in silver. It's but. the same thing she's won for like four weeks in a row. Except one week she wore that trench coat over to make it look like a jubilee. The other week she wore a um the nun habit over it. Then, then last week she didn't do anything because of the lip sync. Now this week she added a bit of well, Shoulder horns. Same thing. Anyway, let's move past that, okay? Because at least it's a fashion reference. This is very um, Terry Mugler, uh, 1991 um, robot girl. So um, it was originally modeled by MRS, but Gaga wore it in the paparazzi video, remember, with the crutches? Sure. Yeah, sure, Jan. So it's a take on that. But I feel really vindicated by something because she says with the headpiece, she's channeling Hajime Soriyama, who I said weeks ago when she wore a kind of like aerial robot headpiece. I was like, oh, it's very Hajime Soriyama. I feel vindicated. I know things sometimes. Tom is fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following our Instagram, you're only getting half of our podcast. (laughs) You're only getting half story. (laughs) You're only getting half the podcast because Dr. Tom is a social media mogul. He is now currently almost at 3K followers. No, well past 3K. Thank you. What are you on? Getting on. It's like 3.7. Oh, you're almost at 4K now. Oh, you're that girl. I'm that girl and you knew I was. You're that girl. I knew she was. Not, okay, not both, um, but um, just by way of explanation, if people haven't heard of Hajime Soriyama, um, he does these kind of like fetishy fembot um, illustrations, like very shiny 
uh, robot sex kind of things. Um, so I, I can see she takes inspiration from that kind of thing. Also, John Willie is a big source of inspiration for Bosco, I think. But I think this is great. I think... Is it, it a tick? It's a tick. I know I know her silhouette is repetitive, but this time there is a concept, there's a reference. I mean, they came for Vanjie. They did, and you've got to be consistent in these things, I know. But they didn't come for Bianca. Uh, they didn't come for a plastic tiara either. They didn't come for plastic tiara. Um, they pick and choose, don't they? Absolutely. Now they're just letting Bosco slide through this. You know what? We, you know what? People didn't realize that it's hard work getting that body. Oh. She must work very hard to to have the body to wear those clothes. Yes. Okay. Definitely. So we got to give her that. Okay. Can we give her that? She looks beautiful. Can anyway. we give her a bit of hashtag body positivity? <laughs> I feel very positive about her body. <laughs> next up, uh, the tick. Uh, next up, we've got Willow Pill. Talk to me. Oh, this is super cute. And it's like a true Willow Pill. Very um, 70s glam rock referencing. She mentions Joan Jett. She mentions Elton John. I'm getting Rocket Man vibes. Very Joan Jett and the Runaways. Bit of Susie Quattro thrown in there. You know, she's she, a bit of even David Bowie a little bit, Mark. But just all the 70s glam rock references, really. I love that hair. I, I, I so love, like, a choppy, mullety shag like that. It's gorgeous. Um, this is fun. I love it. This is great. What's the mirror mirror about this? It's reflective surface. It's it's. it's oh, is it the material? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you, I think one thing that's worth bearing in mind, sometimes what RuPaul says is not the brief the girls were given. And I do think probably the brief was something more like silver and reflective or something. Yeah. Rather than mirror, mirror. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think this is uh, f- fun craft. So, you know, you know, the holy couture, the brief they were given was something more like something you worship, um. which makes sense of a lot more of their own ways. What's the point why how it's not hard to just give them the same thing sometimes the i think i sometimes i think it's more important to rue to make a funny pun when announcing the runway theme well then give that pun to the girls i think she figures it out later honestly i mean that's not an excuse I'm, well, I'm just... it really isn't an excuse to you rue because obviously she listens to the podcast rue oh, yeah. let's listen to me right now get your shit together girl <laughs> get your shit together <sighs> Okay. Anyway, I love this look from Bos- uh, Bosco Willow. She looks fab. Oh, Angeria, come through, come through Angeria. Angeria. This is so beautiful. This is pageantry excellence. It looks so expensive. So she's wearing kind of like a mosaic tile. Wow. In, in a sort of turquoise. Are they turquoise embellishments? Did turquoise. You, did you find this bowl of turquoise embellishments and did they just speak to you? <laughs> I said share, apparently. Um you know the 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 paneling the tiling the fascinator is all beautiful so this is this kind of thing has been done a few times i think it puts me most in mind of j-lo i think it was at the oscars when she's wearing this tom ford gown that was like head to toe like broken mirror like this and also vaguely reminiscent of that versace jumpsuit she wore in the um super bowl which had willow uh, had george just not already worn that that's why i think she would have worn this this um episode. i think this is a beautiful so good a lovely show-stopping outfit really really good this is and her makeup is flawless today. this is a major tech very reminiscent as well of um balmain um i think it was just it was a few years ago they did these really futuristic silhouettes with a lot of this like mosaic mirrored tiling 
some of that was in Tokyo as well. But it's very, very controversial actually because several of the clothes had been like directly ripped off from earlier Thierry Mugler shows to the point where Thierry Mugler actually um, put it on his Instagram stories and like did side by sides and said, really? I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I think yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Ah. Next up, we got Diabetes. This is Kiss a reference. Um, do you know the rock band Kiss, Gene Simmons and the rest of them? Um, so this is super cool and fun. Interestingly, like similar era to what Willow did, really. You know, 70s glam rock. Um, I think this is fab. I think this is really, really cool. This is amazing. Yeah, it works really, really well. The spikes are cool. The cape is great. Um, she looks every inch the 70s glam rocker. This is great. It is great. She's I love like it. the fifth member of Kiss. Deja Sky. So I think now we do have... This is what I would probably see as the Wicked Queen from Snow White reference. Oh, is it? I think so, through a certain lens. It, you know, she's got the crown. She's looking at the mirror. Um, but it's it's a Deja take on it. Um, it, it puts me in mind, really, of um, the Blondes did a Disney villains theme runway and they did a few different takes on the wicked queen from snow white so it's kind of reminiscent of that to me but it's very very much deja's own i think yeah it's a flick for me i like it it's a okay, tick cool uh next up we got georgius so georgius says this is a cardi b reference but i don't know this reference do you i i often miss cardi b references because i don't know her very i don't know her i don't know her not on a personal level i don't know her I mean, I think she looks like Rue says. She looks just as much like Liza Minnelli, really. <laughs> like Liza Minnelli in cabaret, but like performing it in like... In front of the gays? Yeah, in front of the gays in... The like, gay fetish. In... What is that parade that you told me in San Francisco? Oh, Folsom. She's that she's um, Liza Minnelli at Folsom. But in 2090. Yeah. She's in the future. The future. The I mean, future. she looks great. I think it's good for Georgia's because it's a somewhat different silhouette. I know she's not wearing loads of clothes, but it's not a two-piece um she looks super so pretty and looking at them all in the lineup i think this is a great runway week i think the girls look fab they're a concept they're polished um i'm happy the winner this week is lady camden nothing will change that who's in the bottom who's in the bottom i i'm not going to argue with you really i do think you know Angie was fab, but didn't make quite as much of a splash as the others. And I think what you said about the role not speaking to her yeah. probably makes sense. Um, I would hate to see my little Willow in the bottom. But Same. I don't want to see Angie in the bottom either. I see them in the top four. Um, but but who, who did worse? I, I don't can know. Can I say this? Just, just to think um, outside of the box. I'm on the verge of tears. Do you think they put Bosco in the bottom because she had the lead role but was outshined by the Lady Camden? It's possible. And because because she had the bigger role, it's easier easier to judge something that you see a lot of Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other girls who made a really quick, amazing stamp and then were just there in the background. Whereas someone who was the lead, it's easier for you. Like when you read reviews about any show, they always critique the leads. Why? It's because the leads had the responsibility of carrying the show the leads are the ones who are always seen and they're the ones that people dissect it's always good for they love the plot line where the person who got the role and fought for it doesn't do so well and the person who picked up the drags shines i I don't think that bosco did a bad role oh no no bad job i'm saying that bosco for the lead role 
I she's not getting the lead points for me. It's it's absolutely Lady Camden. We've established that they've. Yeah. Been, do you know what they might use to put her in the bottom? What? You've already mentioned the repetitive runway silhouette, and they've not called her out on it yet. Do you reckon they will this week finally? I mean, I love the look, but they might. I mean, if, if they had to put someone in the bottom for the look, I mean. I mean, diabetes. I mean, no, Deja Sky is really, really putting her hand up. Do you know what up. I love about Deja? Deja clearly, she's made so many of her own looks. Yeah. And she's come here on a budget, but she's doing I know, she does I know. You're right. You're week. right. I love that she makes her own stuff. Yeah. And better you parade your own work yeah. than someone else's. And she, you know, there's always a concept, there's always fun in there. And I do admire what she okay. does. Should we see what there's to say? I, yeah, I think we're. Camden's won. Yeah. Everything else is up for grabs. Yeah, absolutely. The winner is Lady Camden, obviously. Now, let's just quickly talk about the bottom two. The bottom two is... So the bottom three is Bosco, Georges, and Daya. Deja. Sorry, Deja. <laughs> so, none of the queens that I feel should have been there, but... Yeah, sure. Go off, I, sis. I wasn't mad about Angie being safe. And I wasn't mad about Willow getting positive critiques either, but I favoritise them, I I admit to it. I think what happened with Bosco is exactly what we spoke about, really, because she didn't... She fought so hard for that role, and she... To their eyes, she didn't absolutely murder it in the lead role. It's not just... It's not even the fact that she fought for the role. It's the fact that she had the lead Mm -hmm. role. And when you're the lead role... A lot of the times, there's only two ways to go about it. You're either killing it or you're not. And when you're not killing it, then they you have to be in the bottom. And when it comes to being critical mm. on lead characters, if you're not killing it, the critiques are bad. So that's the only way for it to go for Bosco, who, who got that role. Also, they finally criticised her similar silhouettes, but also let's not forget that they had the who should go home killer question. Oh, God. And everybody's, everybody who could say Bosco said Bosco. Yeah. And Bosco said Georges. And, and that's who's in the bottom two. And the bottom two this week is Georges and Bosco. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this lip sync. Um, so it's a Whitney song we weren't super duper familiar with, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to go first or should I go first? Can I just say this thing about jo- Georges is a fabulous performer. Mm-hmm. But there's one, I, I finally found out what it is. We haven't seen the results of the lip sync yet. Um, we've just stopped it before the announcement because we want to talk about what we think about the yes, lip sync. Yes. Georges is a lovely mover, but Georges is too scared to look ugly. Mm-hmm. And I agree. she's too scared to those moments where there's the weeping and the mm-hmm. screaming and the anguish. She's too scared to make her face show that ugly, yeah. the ugly and the anguish, the ugly and the, the despair and that sorrow. She just always wants to look pretty. And you know what? As such, for someone who is pretty, you you can afford to look a bit ugly. Definitely, definitely. But there is that fear there. I did feel like she moved beautifully and she conveyed the energy of the song beautifully through her moves, but her face lacked expressiveness. Absolutely that too. Also, she did one bad thing. When you are singing a song and there's a clear, for example, when when it's Whitney singing in the backup dancers, backup singers, don't sing the backup singers. Mm-hmm. If if it's in that if it's in that part of the song where the ad lib as the main singer, for example, Whitney's doing the ad lib. Do the ad lib. Don't don't keep singing the background because it's just so much stronger when you're being the singer. But Georges was doing all of the lyrics. She was doing the backup and and the um the lead. But Bosco mm-hmm. chose that moment yes. to only be 
the lead. Mm-hmm. She chose to only do Whitney. And for me, that just, that sung volumes. Yes. And I was, I loved it. I loved the, there was, the, I loved the performance of Bosco. Mm-hmm. I loved the, she showed the heart of, and the sorrow of the song. I agree. I agree. She acted it. Yeah. Yeah, she performed it. Um, let's not forget her little quote. She goes, well, you know, at this so point, RuPaul is a donor to Georges and I'm going to lip sync against her. I was like, that was so funny. That's it. She's got such a fab dry wit um, and she delivers it. So like blase, but can you choose a winner here in this lip sync? Uh, I know who the winner is. Oh, I know. I, I know with, I can bet. Who, I can okay, bet. Who do you want to win? Who do you, to your taste, who won this lip sync? Oh, for me, it's a lip sync. For me, I want to. For me, you can be a great dancer. You could be the best dancer. But if you don't sell the song mm-hmm. to me, you're not the winner. So but, I don't care if you if you're not the best dancer, fine. But be the best. Be the best personification of the soul of the music. And for me, Bosco found it a bit more than Georges. I think I agree. I think that's I agree. it. But. You said you know who's won. Yeah. Do you think Bosco has won? Absolutely. Okay. I think if Georges has lost, then she's got the golden ticket, and I know she has. If it was just a dance performance, Georges won the house down, boots, heels, high, you know. Um, I, I agree with you. Pumps, that, whatever. <laughs> I agree with you that Bosco, for me, was the winner, I think, but I think it was close, but I think she embodied the song better. Yeah. But... Let's just hear. I, I just, I think George has got more screen time and stuff. I don't care. I think Bosco. We'll won. see. We'll see. Yeah. So the winner was George's, which I preducted. I mean, yeah, but but guess who had that golden chocolate bar? It was Bosco. Oh my! It's a way. Just... So what? Next week is episode thirteen. And we still got seven. Only just got rid of half the cast. I want to. I want to say right now that um, June Jambalaya has already competed in All Stars. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We've already. Alyssa Hunter is now the host of Drag Race España. (laughs) Drag Race Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Like, come off it, really? (laughs) Another week of no one going home. Who cares? It is what it is, and I'm so glad. Bosco was still here because I think I think I think Georges as RuPaul's like assassinator. Like, you know, when she wants to get rid of someone, she brings in the her executioner and it's Georges. It's so funny though, but I guess it means that um one of the front runners, you know, one of the girls with two wins has been preserved. Um like even even if there's a top four rather than well, it will be top four because that's been what we've had lately, we've got another three competitive episodes and that's if they don't throw in any more twists and turns yeah you mean they are milking this season out seriously Mm. uh well hey here it is i told you but what i said i said that there is i said georgia's doesn't have the golden chocolate bar because they gave that double shantay when it should have been um, Georgia should have gone home. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, she doesn't have the golden chocolate bar because they would have just let her go home. It, and it then... means that there are no more safety nets now. Now, next week, someone's going home, yeah? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We never know. <laughs> it's, it's we never know. Well, it's a roast. It's one of my favorites because I love comedy. So make sure that you join us again for that. I'm looking forward to the roast. Do you know uh, he'll, he'll kill it? 
Bosco and Willow and Willow mm. Bosco and Willow would kill it yeah well anyway that's us for the week thank you very much we're going to go enjoy the sun yeah, now we're going to drink a bit more we're, we're going to take the ice bucket our champagne ice bucket <laughs> we're taking to the park that's with ice we and we're not taking plastic cups we are taking our glass <laughs> our glass <laughs> flutes and we're just going to be banji and bougie so uh, make sure you join us next week we'll tell you all about it this is Paolo and Dr. Tom see you guys later lots of love guys see you soon <laughs>